Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is the one, the leader, the commander, the amazing, the maker of this podcast, Joseph Navarro. Okay, that's enough for boasting. This is a really good episode, y'all. I like this a lot. I have a very special guest. His name is Grady Pruitt. He's a very, very, very funny stand-up comedian. Great guy. Also very hardworking. I'm excited for you to listen to this episode. Let me know what you think. Also, I am looking for other guests. Uh, if you listeners out there know somebody that, a uh, local stand-up comic, comic that's been doing it for a long time, somebody that you want to listen to on this podcast, message me. Let me know. Also, let me know if you think I've been doing a good job or what I've been doing wrong because I'm always trying to like get better and, and change certain things, you know. But uh, other than that, Let's start the show. Welcome back to Unprofoundly Chill. I am your host, Joe Navarro. Today, we have a special guest. This is a hilarious comic. I've been, five years ago when I first started, I was just watching this dude just kill it in the scene. And he won a comedy contest in Texas, funniest comic in Texas. And, man, he's one of the funniest and hardworking dudes I know. Everybody, please give it up for Grady Pruitt. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Joe. It's good to be here, man. It's great, man. I, thank you for coming through. I really appreciate it, man. This is, uh, I'm, but, I'm serious, man. You are one of the hardest working comics I've ever seen, man. Like you would just go every night. It was, from the start, was it like that? I've always been someone that um, goes to a lot of open mics and tries to get better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, but I've seen that in you as well. Like, you're someone that I always think is grinding. Someone that's always going to the open mics, going to whatever shows you can to get better. You know what I mean? And that's, Thank you. I that's why you, uh, I'm a friend of yours. <laughs> yes. You know, because I, I see you working. I see you getting better. I see you getting stronger. I appreciate it. And, and that's something that I um, respect. Yeah. Okay, so uh, can you tell the audience, like, how long have you been doing stand-up? So I I think the first time I ever went on stage, I, I wish I had a date of it, but I don't actually have a date of it. it. It was late 2015, somewhere October, November, December 2015, uh, is one of when I first went and did an open mic, <clears throat> and then I, I I started actually really working at it, started like making an effort. Um, summer twenty sixteen. Mm, okay, so you started twenty fifteen, but you when you're talking about consistently going out, okay. summer twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. It's kind of like the same story for me. I started in like uh, December 20. That was my first time ever. Uh, it was December 2017. 
But I bombed so bad that I didn't do stand-up for another year, for a year after that. So it yeah. was December 2018. I was like, let me redeem myself. If I get one laugh, if I just get one laugh, then I'll start doing this. And I got my one laugh. from some. It was at Rudd's. Yeah. And I got one laugh from a comic in the audience, and I was like, okay, that's who I have to blame for all this now. Like... <laughs> <laughs> No, the, those uh, beginning sets, uh, especially when you are a fan of stand-up and you love it so much, but you're going up and you have no idea how to do it. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. It's a tough feeling to really be a fan of something and be bad at it yourself <laughs> you know that's not um it's not easy you know um well what got you like what are your comedy influences or who are your comedy influences so i became a fan of stand-up um i i, I loved um Bill Burr and Louis yeah. C.K. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Patrice O'Neill, Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams. These are all the people that I really... Um, I, I've just watched their specials over and over and over and over again. Were you a fan of Comedy Central? Yeah. Would you watch it when you were younger? Would you it, watch it a lot? Yeah. Because those are like all the comics you named were on Comedy Central. Those yeah. are the same comics that I know of that are yeah. my influence. David Tell, Dan yeah. Cook. All of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch. Um, my favorite comic uh, today, like my favorite comic, um, favorite famous, my, my favorite famous comic is Norm MacDonald. I love Norm. Norm makes uh, me laugh. Have you read his book? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've read his book multiple times. I've listened to his book. Mm, it's yeah. uh, his uh, last special on Netflix. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. yeah just him sitting in his uh, office and just like talking to the mic. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. In my opinion, yeah, Norm is like the funniest person. Fucking of all SNL. Time. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah. On Weekend Update. Weekend yeah. Update. Yeah. I always, I always see clips online now. Like every once in a while, you know, they'll just pop up, and you're like, "God damn it, he's so hilarious." <laughs> yeah, that joke that he did, um, <clears throat> you know, he got fired for the weekend update or for the uh, O.J. Simpson jokes or whatever. A joke where after O.J. Simpson was found not guilty, and then he goes on. I, I, I hope I word this correctly. His opening joke was like, um, uh, well, it's official. Murder is now legal in the state of California. (laughs) 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 I hope I might have got the wording wrong on that joke, but (laughs) it was something along those lines. (laughs) Oh, man. So, like you, you talked about like like when you started. Did you pick it up quickly? Was no. that a thing? No, no, no. no, no How long no. do you think it took you until you like started to figure things out? With stand up. With stand up, yeah. Um, 
So I remember I was doing it for months and months, and I was, and I was, I, I would just bomb every single time I went on stage. I just was not very good, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember one set. I, I think this was, I mean, legitimately six, seven, or eight months into it. And I did a set at Boondocks. And I did a joke that got big laughs. It was a joke about white guys freestyle rapping at house parties. That was the joke. And I'm, I'm not going to repeat the joke on the podcast, but that's the premise of it. And it got a big laugh in the audience. And then I, um, I remember I, I walked down stay, uh, I walked down the stairs and went and on the patio of boondocks and i saw my buddy nick palermo and i was like i, I got a big laugh i was like i got a big laugh like i i and he smiled and started laughing he was like congrats man but i mean it took me months to get an actual genuine laugh you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but I knew, but at that moment, it was such a turning point for me because I was like, I, I, know, I know how to do this. I thought, I thought I can, I figured this out and I was like, I can do it again. And I just mm. kept on working at it, you know, but it didn't come easy to me. I'm not a natural. I'm not a. I'm not someone who just went on stage and was like, wow, this guy is hilarious. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I was, I was just flailing (laughs) for months, you know, just trying to come up with something. Well, you were floating in an ocean, you know, just floating along, trying to figure out your way. I I was trying to figure out my way. Yeah, that's true. Floating is a. That's almost too graceful of a term. I was, <laughs> I was just kicking. <laughs> like, <laughs> jokes, better jokes. Come on, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> just trying, just trying to come up with something good, and uh, and uh, thankfully I did. Thankfully I did. You know, yeah. I, I I think. I mean, it's up to the people. To you are that. doing it. You you, you have. I mean, you. When did you win the funniest comic in Texas? Twenty seventeen. But how long were you in comedy? Was so that was December twenty seventeen. So from the time I first went on stage, about two years. From the first time I actually started really applying myself and working hard at it, about a year and a half. A year and a half. And look look at all that hard work immediately, right then and there. A year and a half, boom, you won the contest. How did you feel after you won that? I was so happy. I, I was so happy. I called um, people I grew up with. I called my family members. I was just like... Because I, at that particular point of time in my life... Um, I thought I was a loser, <laughs> like, because I wasn't great at school. I, I was bad at jobs. I was just like, 
oh fuck like i don't know what i'm good at <laughs> like, <laughs> like i just thought no, that I, I, feel, I felt that I felt yeah that i was yeah. like i think i'm really bad at life <laughs> <laughs> i have felt that yes. <laughs> and then I've, i also feel bad for everyone that cared about me, I felt bad for my parents. I felt bad for all my friends. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm a loser. I felt just so bad. And then uh, winning that contest was a very um, it, it 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 encouraged me of like, oh, I'm not a loser. I I have something I'm good at. It's just a matter of it took me longer to figure out what it was than most people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of what I'm good at and then I, I was just like oh this is I need to continue to foster this and you know mm-hmm. uh, this is this is my lane you know and it's something that I've uh, I had a conversation with a couple of my friends at a wedding very recently uh, where I was like you know there's very few people Almost no one that I met that I think are just like dumb, purely stupid. <laughs> it's normally of, of figuring out where's their lane. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, what are they smart at? What are they good at? What what, what do they like? You mm. know what I mean? What are they Interesting. motivated yeah. by? And then if you get that person in the right lane, they flourish. They will run... a a million miles so they'll just keep on going but it's sometimes it's hard to find what that person's lane is you know yeah but then there's also those people who are in a lane but it's not really the right one for them and they're not realizing it yeah you know and that comes with like self-awareness it's yeah. like is am i really in the right lane or should i like go to the next one yeah you know and that's a that's that's a hard thing to to realize sometimes you it's know very hard yeah yeah but if you're like me just be stubborn and keep doing it and keep bombing and eventually something will happen okay guys <laughs> i mean I, I i can tell you this like um my one of my first dreams when i was in high school in middle school, I wanted to be a NBA player. I wanted to be a, a professional basketball player. How tall you, are you? Five ten. Five ten. Yeah, you can do it. Not on the small side, but that's possible. It's possible if you're an elite athlete. Yeah, if you're the best, like at basketball. Yeah, if you're the best out of everybody and, around you. And yeah. so I wasn't. Yeah. But I wanted. You're to good be. though. You're I'm, good. I've uh, seen you. I've seen I'm, you get buckets. I've seen you, dog. I'm decent. <laughs> but uh, but also I'm decent compared to like comics. Yeah, we're playing <laughs> against comics. Let's be honest. Sucked. Compared to actual people that like play basketball yeah. professionally, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't that you were the best on the court. Actually, it was just like everybody else was so much worse than you. Yeah. Like, you just seem so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not an actual amazing basketball player. I'm good compared to my competition. <laughs> so uh, around 
high school, I I got confronted with just the reality of the like, hey man, you, I'm not gonna become an NBA basketball player. It's just not gonna happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I have to try. And not only am I am not gonna make the NBA, I'm not gonna be able to play in the Euro League. I'm not gonna be able to make it to D1 college level, like. I'm just not on that level. How old were you when you realized that? About 15, 16. Uh, so you knew, I was like, this is probably not my lane. Let me go somewhere else. But I continued to try for a little bit mm-hmm. after that. But I knew that it wasn't going to happen. Um, and then so I was like, well, what else can I do? And it took me mm. about five years <laughs> to find something else that I could do. How old were you when you started? Stand up? Or yeah, stand up. Stand up. 20. 20. Man, you started young. I wish I started young. I started at 25. Yeah. But I had already like lived a life and gone through a lot of like experiences and stuff like that. So I'm happy for it. But then also, like, I realized that I missed out on a lot of stuff. And then when I got into stand-up, I didn't know how sheltered I was, you know? So once I started seeing this world and being in bars and hanging around with people with drugs and stuff like that, I just fucking went crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Am I doing this just to get high or am I doing this to do stand-up? So I, I, I stopped doing a lot of that shit. All I do is smoke weed now. But it was a hard thing to overcome and to to, to just get myself to just realize, like, hey, if you're going to do this, at least do it right. Yeah. You know? This is the only thing that I've been doing most of my life. About to be six years, this is the longest job I've ever held down or anything that I've ever held down or done for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a weird feeling, too, because it's like if something in my personal life or relationships wise something messes up is like or money wise now i'm at the point money wise was like if so, if i can't pay a bill or whatever i was like okay let me get some comedy money let me go in, you know in the account and just check it out pay some bills it feels good but then you're also like okay do i want to be comfortable here or do i want to keep going you know how far can i actually go you know and that's the, i'm not great at networking you know and I, i've seen that in order to get through like clubs and other rooms and stuff like that, you need to be able to talk to people and, you know, conversate and figure things out. But like, for me, it's like the art of conversation is, uh, is something I'm still trying to learn, you know? Thoughts. I, I don't think you're wrong about anything you just said right now. I'm just being honest, man. Yeah. I, That's the thing. Like, it's in, in this industry, people lie to you all the time. People, like, comics have fucked me over money-wise for shows and stuff like that. Bookers and shit. I've been fucked over. Joe, I've, I mean, you are, I've been fucked over so many times. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. I think that's it. It's just like you get fucked over so much where you're at a point where I don't give a fuck. So, you know, here's, here's my conclusion that's different than I think than yours. Um, that's just one. I really do give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I want to create an environment where people don't get fucked over anymore. How would you do that? 
I have plans. <laughs> you look like a super villain when you said that. I have plans. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have plans because Joe, I love your story and everyone has your story. <laughs> really? Like everyone has a story of being fucked over of seeing fakeness of well, I have to everything you just said, you know, and I'm like, I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of other people dealing with this. I'm tired of being fucked over. I'm tired of being abused. I'm tired of watching my friends, my fellow comics, my family members get abused. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there has to be a better way. I'm trying to create a better way. That's what I'll say. I'm trying to create a better way. Whether or not I succeed in that. It's about how you carry yourself, how you treat people, you know, just giving out good vibes along the way and other people will feel that, you know, that's what I've learned. It's just about how you treat everybody. Yeah. You know, and you've always been a great guy, like real talk, like, and that's just what you need to be all the time. But some guys don't, you know, and it's okay. They live their lives however they want. I have no judgment. Do what you want to do, but just don't come at me in some way where like that's nefarious. Yeah. You know, like, and I see you and I'm just like, well, fuck it. I, I need the stage time, so and I know I'm probably not going to get paid, so i got to figure this out right now. You know? Yeah. Uh. <sighs> it, 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 like, I know. I don't know what it is about talking to me, but people just like to open up, you know? And it's just like, I'm just easy to talk to. I've been told that before. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great conversationalist, right? It's just like, I don't like talking to most people, you know? The people that I fuck with are kind of like intellectuals, you know, artists and stuff like that. I, I see you as one, you know, and I've always like, like I said, I've been watching you from afar, just doing your thing. And God damn, man, you've been killing it, man. I just want to say, man, congratulations on all your success, man. Like real talk, like for me to see that, it just like motivates me. You know, it's like, oh, there's somebody doing it. Thanks, man. I'm someone that just continue to work at stand up. I'm not a natural talent. I just work at it. No, but the hard work is paying off. Yeah. You know? And that just shows, like, hey, just be disciplined. Be disciplined to the art form, to the writing, to the stage, to everything. And just keep doing it, and eventually something will happen. It won't be now. Might not be in 10 years. Might not be in 15, but maybe in 20, boom, it'll all come. It just, it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, um... I've also, I, I've also observed it for uh, other people that I'm just like, oh, this person just kept on working <laughs> and they got really <laughs> good, you know, and, and yeah. so to, to me, I'm like, well, maybe I can do that as well, you know, um, I'll say this, I have an album an coming album. out. Yes. Okay. It's called What Happened to Shame. Is that the one you recorded at Rudd's? Yeah. Ah, I was there. I was working the sound that night. Yeah. I remember that. Dude, you crushed it. Both of the shows. I was, it was Yo. two very fun shows. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's coming out. I mean, that's eight years worth of work. In, in, in one album. In one hour, yeah. Yeah. I, so going from eight years through, through that time to, to when you put out the special, like, when did you actually start thinking about doing it? Doing an like album? Serious. When were we serious about actually, like, going through the process? Like, what year in? in to do an album? To do the album, yeah. So, um, a person contacted me at Skankfest South when Skankfest did their festival at the Secret Group. Mm-hmm. Someone saw me there and came up to me and was like, approached me about doing the album. And I was like, I, I honestly said no, because I was like, who the hell is going to buy this album? <laughs> like, That's a loser talk again. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, no one knows who I am. Like, <laughs> like, like, like she was like, yep. no, there, there's other ways to do it. And so that's that that was the. Foundations of the uh, the just somebody who came up to you and was like, You want to do this? Yeah, Yeah. and then, um, how okay, so from when they asked to when you recorded it, how long was that? About six months, six months, and like with that hour, like in six months, might not be the actual around time, but something like that, Yeah. yeah, so. What was your process into like getting that hour ready? Oh man! So I knew I had a a lot of material. It was a matter of like I don't know what order. I don't know what uh, how to piece it together. You know. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was living in New York, not getting a lot of stage time. You know, certainly wasn't getting headlining sets, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, I don't even know how to do 45, 50 minutes to an hour. Like, I'm like, I don't even know how to do that anymore. Uh-huh. So, I booked a date to headline and to record it, the album, and I flew back to Houston a month and a half in advance and I booked myself on as many shows as I could on as many headlining shows as I could and I just started building myself back up you know and I'll be honest some of those headlining shows I did about nine minutes and then I had to get off stage because I'm out Nine material. Damn, that's crazy. How did you? And feel then I like... built myself up. I kept on going, kept on showing up, mm-hmm. kept on doing it, and then I booked, and then I built myself up to where I, I was able to do. I right, let me shout out Jeff Joe. Shout out Jeff Joe. Punchline Sundays and Mondays. Axelrad. I had Axelrad. Jeff told me, he's like, hey, man, you come here every single Monday. Or you come here any Monday you want. He's like, I'll put you on last, and you get to do as much time as you want. Mm-hmm. 
If you want to do I remember. Five, I remember, like, uh, you, you were 10, just. If you want to do Ooh. 30, 45. He's like, just. Yeah, now that you said that, that just reminded me. I remember seeing you doing your 45 and just trying to, like, work that. Oh, man. I remember. Yeah. And Jeff was uh, trying to record his, like, he was trying to build his album around the same time. And yeah. I was watching him, too. And that's why I'm asking, because, like, I've, I've heard his process. I just, like, I want to know your process. Because, like, everybody's process is different, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to see, like, what things that, that you've said and that he's said that I can intertwine. I was like, okay, I like that. I don't like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just trying to figure things out. Because I'm, I want to record one. I want to record an album. But I'm thinking in, like, three years from now. Okay, yeah. So I want to prepare myself now just to make sure I know the check marks that I'm looking for just so like because I can record it myself if I wanted to but I also would like somebody else to pay for everything so I can get better equipment you know Mm. like actually have something like a good quality something of good quality my advice would be start talking to people that you trust that you think can help you and see where that goes does that make sense yeah and um yeah that that's where i would start going and then um okay so let me ask you this from uh after you did the hour how did you feel where was it the same feeling from like when in the comedy contest was a different type of feeling where you just like relieved was like oh i finally got it out the way i'm done with the hour now I got to go write some new jokes. So I'll, I, I'll be honest. Because um, I don't like to be braggadocious. I, I recorded two shows. Or two nights. I guess standing ovations on both shows. Mm-hmm. When I was done with the second show. I walked off stage and I was so happy. I was just like, I was so proud of myself. I couldn't believe that I pulled it off. I couldn't believe that I, that I did that. That people were there to see me. And that I did a good job. Why couldn't you believe it? Because I viewed myself as a loser. But you won a contest. Uh, like, that should have gave you I more confidence. I still view myself as a loser. Still, even after everything that you've accomplished, achieved, like, you still view yourself as that. Yeah. See, I viewed myself as a loser for a long time. But it hasn't been until recently that I've started, like, accepting myself for my flaws, my strengths, everything, and just go, like, you're not a loser. You just haven't figured it out yet. That's the right attitude. You know, because you're a hard worker. Everything that you said you were going to do to yourself, you're doing it. Not everything, but most things. Like, I'm pretty sure you have a list of things you want to accomplish, and you're like, okay, check, check, check. And, like, that's a beautiful thing. And it's just like, that's what we're all trying to do, just trying to fill out our check marks and then go on to the next life. Yeah. I'll say this. I'm speaking of past hits because this show was you know, over a year ago, I don't view myself as a loser anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I did. That's how I used to view myself. It's not how I view myself anymore. How do you view yourself now? As a good person. I like that. As someone that's kind, caring. Someone that tries their best to help people. And you do. Especially people that are close to me. That's how I view myself. If you did, would you have any advice to like someone trying to start stand doing, up? doing stand-up? Like open mics and stuff like that? Or your younger self, at least. Would you, <sighs> you could tell your younger self something. Like now. This would be my advice. Uh, it, it, it's not complex. It's very basic advice. Go on stage as much as you possibly can. Write as much as you can. If you don't have anything creative, if you can't write, continue to go on stage. Just keep on going up. And uh, my secondary advice would be... Um, it's okay to be bad, especially at the beginning. It's okay to be bad. Everyone's bad when they start. Yeah. Keep on trying. Keep on going up. Keep on trying. Don't allow people to stop you from trying. Keep on trying. And if you do, if you give an earnest effort, you'll get better. You'll get good. Mm-hmm. And um, it's okay to look back where you came from and look at yourself now. Don't dwell on it. Don't just, <laughs> you know, but it's okay. Every once in a while, I'll check by like, oh, wow, I can't believe yeah. I was this and now I'm here. It's know? okay to pat yourself on the back every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. Don't continue to pat yourself on the back. No, oh, you, you see those guys who do it, though. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of just do it every once in a while. There's a story I shared on a, in a Facebook group. Uh Again, when I started saying it, I was just horrific. I just bombed. So every time I went up, you know, and there weren't any open mics in um, Houston where I started. So I would drive to Austin and I uh, uh, would okay. do open mics in Austin. And I remember one open mic that was just so painful because I watched an amazing show happen with a bunch of really strong comics and a huge audience. And then there's an open mic afterwards. And most of the people left. And then I was on... I don't know if I was on last. I was on at the very end of the open mic. Very close to the end. And most everyone had left the bar at that point. And mm-hmm. I was on stage and I was bombing really bad. 
And uh, to an audience that mainly wasn't really paying attention or cared. Um, and there was a comic off to the side. I, I wish I knew who this comic was. I, can't, I don't know who it is. Um, and he said, uh, he said, it's a tough crowd. You're okay. Because I was getting, I was bummed. I was getting flustered on stage. Mm-hmm. And then I responded by saying, no, I'm just a shitty comedian. And I finished my set and I walked out of the venue and I walked back to my car crying, just crying, being so upset that I was this bad. And I fell asleep in my car and I woke up the next morning and I tried again. I went to more open mics. Yeah. I just tried again. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there crying in the car. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck am I not funny? Oh, yep, yep, yep. I've been Less there. than two years after this, I won Funniest Comic in Texas. Look at that. That's crazy. So, I have compassion to anyone that gets on stage and fucking tries. Let's see. Uh... Okay, aside from the comedy, like, what do you like doing for yourself? What do I like doing for myself? Yeah. My life is very simple. I don't like doing a whole lot. No? Nah. You know what I like doing outside of comedy? I like hanging out with my girlfriend. <laughs> I know it's a cheesy That's ass good, answer. though. That's good. I like hanging out with her. Yeah. And I like eating with her. I like... I like going to a pool with her. I like hanging out with my friends. Do so you like just socializing? Just hanging out with people, not thinking about stand-up, just living your life, having fun? Not hanging out with people. people. I like hanging out with people close to me. Oh, close, people who are closest to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like hanging out with my girlfriend. Uh... I like hanging out with her family. <laughs> I really like her family. I like hanging out with my family. Um, that That's kind of what I would like to do when I'm outside of comedy. I just enjoy spending time with my family and my friends. Yo, okay. Is it okay if uh, I tell this story about the one time you caused a riot at Secret Group? Yeah, I know it's what you're talking about. Yeah. You, you, you can tell that. Yeah. I just remembered it right now. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Damn. I don't want me to tell that story. Oh, do you want to tell it? I, I, I want to hear I, you. I, I, I've told this story multiple times. I'd like to hear from someone else's perspective. Okay. I'd like okay. To hear from so perspective. Uh, I used to work at Secret Group. It was like the first year I was working there. And this was when the box was uh, uh, sideways and the back wall had like a sliding door. You remember those days? Okay, so I'm just there. I'm just in the back. You're on stage. You get you get heckled by some lady. I guess she just says she was saying your punchlines, and you're getting pissed off. You're like this fucking bitch. Like <laughs> I was just watching, and you just started getting heated up, right? And then I see you like walk from the stage to the back to where they were, and like you go up to her and you're just like like talking to her. And the next thing I know, the dude pushes you, and I see fucking Seth running up. Bust him in the face, and then the whole 
the whole room started rioting and shit, like throwing chairs and shit like that. I was like, what the fuck? And then after uh, we got out, I, I took you to the back. I don't know if you remember. Like, I grabbed you immediately. Once he pushed you, I grabbed you, and I took you through the back door. I put you, I was like, sit down. And you're just like, okay, okay, I'll sit down, Joe. You were drunk as fuck. You were just like, I'll sit down, Joe, okay. And I just went inside, and the dude went, okay. The old boy was outside, and he was like, oh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Somebody said Grady Pruitt. He was like, where's Brady Brewitt? Where's Brady Brewitt at? Somebody bring out Brady Brewitt. And I was just like, oh, he's, he, I'm right here. I'm Brady Brewitt. And he was like, shut the fuck up. Are you Brady Brewitt? And I was like. Oh, man, that was a f- f- crazy night. Oh, that was a crazy night. Yeah. The, so the only thing that I'll add to this story, I wasn't booked on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you just popped up. <laughs> I was booked on an earlier show. I was hanging out. Also, I was on a date. Um, the booker of the show came up to me and I guess several people had, um, dropped out of the show or couldn't make it or running late something. And they're like, Hey, we want you to do a spot. And I told him, I was like, I'm drunk as fuck right now. Like, I I don't want to go on stage. I'm fucked up. Oh, you told them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Like, I was like, because I know when I'm drunk. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, mm. yeah, man, don't don't put me on right now, man. I'm fucked up. And they're like, please, like, we want you to go on. I'm like, and, and that went back and forth for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, man, I'll go on. You asked me to go on multiple times. This is your fault now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then what happened, happened. Uh, the other thing that I'll say for context of that story, um, I was on a date with a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, I want to speak very vaguely cause I don't want it to get back to her cause she's a private person, you know? Yeah. Um, she does well for herself and <laughs> I remember after that, going back in the green room, and she was with, I, I was with her, like, this person's never going to talk to me again. <laughs> like, I look at <laughs> like, this is. Might as well just say the name. You know? Like, yeah, th- 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 this is, uh, you know, this is insane. <laughs> and. And we were sitting in the green room, and uh, I was like, I, I apologize to her. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah. didn't expect what was her face when you walked up to her? She she had a very welcoming, caring face. Yeah, she she Oof. she wasn't she wasn't upset. Okay. Um. And I told, I was like, I, I paused. I'm so sorry. I didn't think any of this is gonna happen. And then, uh, and then she walked um, up like, "Hey, baby, I started that for you." Yeah. And then she said, uh, she said something along the lines. She's like, she's like, "I'm not mad at you." She's like, "It's okay." She's like, um, 
That's sweet. She's like, I do have to leave now. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go. That's a smart girl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she uh, along the lines, essentially said, she was like, she said, she's like, this is was exciting. She's like, I had a fun time. Like, uh-huh. she's like, I, she was like, basically, that. she was, she's like, this is exciting. I had a fun time. I would like to hang out with you again. And we did. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I was go. on a date when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> nice girl. Uh, that, that, that's not. She's not my current girlfriend. We we let her. We we we, we grew apart, but uh, um, good girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> also, like, when I tell anyone, uh, especially my current girlfriend, and uh, I mean, she, my current girlfriend is. This is, this is my partner. You know what I mean? Like this is someone I'm, I'm spending my rest of my life with them. Like that, mm-hmm. that, that that's how it's going to go down. You know, uh, I'm a, I, I personally view myself, I view myself as a good person. I'm, I'm a kind, loving, caring person. I'm also like, it, it's a lot to deal with me (laughs) it's not it's not like it's not easy going it's not like it's not just god damn i feel the same way about me i'm just like i know how hard it is to deal with a person like me so i want to make it easier on them yeah it's not just casual just like Easy going, just <laughs> like I'm like no, they're just like <laughs> it's so emotional, it's so extreme. <laughs> There's so many events. There's so like oh, it, it's just I'm not. I, I I wish I was a little bit more easy going. <laughs> I'm just not. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> everybody kinda, has something about them, you know. Huh? Everybody always has something about them that I just like, hey, this is just me. This is who I am, you know? And it's just like, for me, I used to like drink a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Before I started comedy, I was already like getting blackout drunk at places. Like, uh, I, I am a bender guy. Like, I'll go throughout the, my years, yeah. I've gone through multiple benders, you know? And it's one of those things where it's just like sometimes I've gone, gotten to the point where I'm just like, maybe I went too far, you know? Because it was one night I fucking woke up in my car in front of some tr- railroad tracks and I was just like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I don't remember driving after, like, after I got in the car, I blacked out and then I woke up near the railroad tracks. That's a scary feeling. And it, 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 it was kind of like a GTA character, like, you know, <laughs> actualizing right there. It was like, and then I saw fucking uh, submissions on the side too. It was just like, get home, get weed, get more alcohol. Like, oh, what do I do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I I remember one because I I I I've blacked out many times, you know, through drinking. Uh-huh. 
I remember one that was particularly scary. Um, I, I've shared this story before, but I'll, I'll share it again. Um, I remember leaving a comedy venue with a girl, right? And the entire time driving back, we were drinking and doing cocaine, right? Hey, good combination. You know, and then um, we got back to um, a place. And then we continued to drink more and more and more, and I blacked out, right? Mm-hmm. And I woke up, because I, I came to the next morning, and we were both naked. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? You know what I mean? And then uh, she was she was passed the fuck out, and I tried to you know, wake her up a little bit. She wasn't waking up. And I had to go, I had to go to work, you know, like I had to, I had to leave. Uh huh. And at this point, her whole family is like downstairs. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, mother, dad, siblings you like went back to her place yeah oh man and i'm like oh my fucking god like i don't want to and so like i was like in her room like waiting for her, where i felt like you know the whole family was going to do something else <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and then i got just a little bit of a moment and i Went down the stairs and I sprinted out to the car. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to talk to. You just booked it. You're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. <laughs> and then uh, oh, later, God. her and I talked on the phone. It turns out we just had just really bad drunken sex like i literally just fell off the bed oh, <laughs> and, <God. laughs> and, get back up. And, then, and then i just uh, and then we just like we just you know fell asleep on top of each other you the know nasty dirty drunken sex yeah, yeah but i'm like all right i, I mean that wasn't a horrific story, but I'm like, I don't like that I was completely black out with somebody, <laughs> like not knowing what I, not in any control of my actions, you know? Yeah. Luckily, I I, I am kind of happy that I was like, my actions weren't, I was like, they weren't heinous, you know what I mean? They, they, no, they, no. they were just kind of like drunken and yeah because you both were yeah and silly yeah but um yeah that's crazy man okay so i just want to turn this back into to stand up oh yeah okay so from do you see a difference in the way you write jokes the way you perform them the way you you go about your stand-up now versus from when you first started Oh, 100%. 
Um, when I started stand up, I still remember. Sorry, I still remember when I was first starting to get good. Um, or decent, I should say. Um, and I was machine gun with punchlines, with laughs. I was just. Da, 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 da. I, I would, you know, and that's how I did it. Um, but I remember when I first started, um, two comics I'll shout out uh, and a real high praise is uh, Joffre Khan and Dale Cheeseman. Shout out Joffre and Dale. Um, and they were kind of two of the best comics in the scene when I started. I So when I first came into the scene they were like the ones up there yeah you know and then uh it was like maybe a year or two later than they moved to new york yeah um i still love joffrey and dale i i mm-hmm. i'm no they're great i love them i love them and i'm yeah i'm in contact with both of them they're, they're great people great comics um when i was on shows with them I would almost unquestionably get more laughs. Like I would get more from the audience, like than them, than them. Oh, but they connected more to the audience. Like they mm. would, through their material, the things that they were saying, doing. I'll say this. At the end of the show, people weren't coming up to me to talk to me. They were coming up to the Joffrey and Dale. How were you feeling when you saw that? At the time, I was confused. I was like, I thought I got more laughs. Mm. You know? Now I look back at it and I was like, I got laughs, but they were cheap. They were saying real things on stage. They were connecting to the audience. And so now I go, oh, that's why people were connecting to them more than... That's why people want to go up and talk to them more than they wanted to talk to me. Hmm. So I think that's how my stand-up has changed. If you look at my stand-up from... I mean, there's a set on YouTube that I'm not, I'm not going to take down of me uh, doing the funniest comic in Texas contest. It's mm-hmm. it's the set that I did in the finals. Oh, this is the video from the final? Yeah. Ooh. And it's on YouTube. And it's... it's it, it, To me, I look at it as that, that's a comic who's about two years in. You know what I mean? And then that's what I was, you know? Mm. And it's, uh, I, I still have my influences are heavy on me. You can tell it's a, it's someone uh, sounding a lot like Nate Bargatze, you know? And it's, uh, and it's, uh, yeah. it's a lot of. Like your rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And everything like that. And yeah. it's. It's decent jokes. It's decent jokes. I, 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 I don't look at that set as like pure shit. It's not like I go like, 
But I'm like, oh, it's there's so clear flaws in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, um, yeah. But you can like you, you. It's it's your material. You I bet you you've critiqued it every which way in your yeah. life. You know, but for you to to have that set and to win with that, I mean, at two years in, that's not happen. That didn't happen for me. You know. And even now, I'm still trying to figure things out. I'm still trying to find other ways. For me, my path has been like, I'm a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. I've always been a late bloomer my yeah. whole life. And everything that There's I nothing do. wrong with that, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> but it's just, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I'm trying to just figure things out little by little. But sometimes there are those moments where I'll f- make a huge step forward. You know, then take time of like not doing anything, not anything happening. Another huge step. Another huge step, you know, and that's just life. Life is just, you know, peaks and valleys. And it, when things aren't going good, what do you do? You just live your life. Yeah. You know, just do you. Like you said, you hang out with your girlfriend, close family members, close friends and stuff like that. Yeah. That's all we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Honestly, so might as well just enjoy it with the people that are around and, you. And that's, to be honest with you... Those are really my favorite moments in life. Like, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy stand up. I like doing it. It's my job. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I like it's my job. But really, I like hanging out with my girlfriend and my close family members. That that that's really what I like to do, you know. And in those moments, that's where I'm the most happy. And I go and I do stand up. And I, you know, I do these other things because, hey, gotta make some money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> gotta, gotta, uh, I gotta make a living. But uh, uh, ultimately, ultimately, I, I, I like to just hang out with my loved ones and just chill. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Man. And really, like, and the truth is, when I'm hanging out with um my loved ones it's almost kind of the opposite because i'm the stand-up comic but i really don't talk a lot <laughs> just kind of <laughs> kind of i'm kind of silent and bored i just kind of listen to all my loved ones mm-hmm. you know I, I like to listen more than i like to talk you know mm-hmm. so okay this is my last question if are you in- introverted I never knew how to answer that. Cause I, in my personal life, I'm very introverted, but also in my career, I'm extremely extroverted. So, so there's a hybrid now: introvert, extrovert. It's, okay. it's a new thing that I just read about recently. But like, that's what I am. Cause like when I before I started stand up, huge introvert, didn't talk to people, didn't hang out. I was just at home playing video games all the time. You know that type of lifestyle. And then when I started stand-up, I started going out more, talking to people more, gain, like, more knowledge and communication, how to talk to people, learn about, you know, the ritual of being a human, you know, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it's just, for me personally, I I think I love the fact that I got into stand-up because it's shown me a new world, you know? And ever since I started doing stand-up, my life has just been getting better and better and better. 
you know, and I have to give respect to the art form and do it right, you know, work hard, write as much as I can, perform as much as I can. And, but I, once I get to a certain point, I got to tell myself, hey, man, you need to go hang out with your family, you know, hang out with your friends, relax. This isn't your whole world. Don't let this be your whole world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it will overtake you and you're not going to like the person you are when you come out of it. You know? It's crazy, man. Anyways. I feel you. <laughs> um, Another deep thought. <laughs> no, no. That's a great thought. Yeah, but we got to end the show. I'll, so, um, do you have anything to promote? I know you were talking about... My anything? album. Album. Uh, what Happened to Shame will be out. What Happened to Shame? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, if you want... Follow me on Instagram at Pruitt Grady, and I will be, um, I have other projects that I'm working on that will be coming out. That's what I can say. All right. Um, Do you have any upcoming shows? Um, I do, but I would, um, yeah, the, 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 those are the two things that I would uh, I'd like to promote. Um, okay. Uh, other than that, uh, Joe, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I um, you know, I, I I say all this stuff and I say it in earnest, you know, um, but. Uh, Uh, actually, I'm, I'm not going to say it, but just, I, I love hanging out with my girlfriend, and I love being with my friends and family, and I think you're the same way. Yeah. I'll, I'll end it at that. All right. Peace out.